When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. Thanks for listening. My name is Brian Lamar. I'm the Chief Insights Officer here at EMI Research Solutions, and joining me is, as always, <laughs> I used to say today, but you would get it like, what do you mean today? Um, Brian Peterson, who is our Digital Marketing Director. Is that your yeah, job title? It is. It, it doesn't encompass everything I do, but yes, it, it yes. is. Today yes. you're IT. Today I was IT. Um, longtime listeners get that joke of, as always. Yeah. So, um, thanks for listening. We're going to talk a little news today. Not a lot of news. And um, if you have any questions, segments, like to come on, topics, whatever you want, reach out to us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1. And you can leave us a voicemail or text us at 513-401-5463. All right. I have a question on Twitter. Is it yeah. still called Twitter or do we have to call it X? Oh, yeah. We got to update our, our rundown. X. Yeah. I Is saw this- him changing the Twitter signs. Like the like in San Francisco, I guess, he's changing yeah. the sign. So the stupidest I, thing I have lots of questions. Like, we're calling this X, so if I tweet something, what does it call it? I X'd it? Right. All right, first of all, I am an Elon Musk fan, and he is a genius. He is doing some amazing things, not just in the business world, but to improve humanity. So I'm not an Elon Musk hater, but this is stupid. Like, Twitter has such a brand name. It created its own language of tweeting. Um, and, you know, he bought it just for, like, he was mad at him. And, I don't know, it's just like a hobby for him. And he just makes all these poor decisions. Um, this is just another one. I agree. What this is showing is you can be a genius, but you're not a genius at everything. Right. Know your right. limitations. Right. And I thought he was good at that because I didn't think he made, you know, a lot of mistakes. Um, but this is, I think this is a big mistake, but you know, what do I know? Uh, I saw done some market research is what they should have done. We should, te- we should have tested this. Well, apparently I read an article about like this X branding. He tried yeah. to do this with PayPal, like way back in the beginning. Yeah. And that's what actually got him fired from PayPal was he wanted to go to that. They did the, fo- they did focus groups in market research back then about it, about okay. the name. And it came back that no one liked it because everyone thought it was porn. Okay. Like, no, it's awful. We don't trust the name. And that's why they were more PayPal and all of that. And that's what actually got him. The article said like after he was still wanting to go through with it. And when he took a vacation for the first time in a long time, I think it was Peter Thiel, the other co-founder, yeah. essentially yeah. ousted it while he was on vacation because of this. Well, you know, this does – you know what? We should get We should get Elon Musk on the podcast because – he removed all the vowels and all the consonants too. He's just got one letter. He got rid of everything. Like he yeah. didn't quite the prince route with a symbol. Um, but this he, did that, he did that with his child. 
That's right. Man, he fits right in the, this is right in our wheelhouse. If any podcast should be discussing the name change from Twitter to X, it should be us. We are experts in this. You know, companies have reached out to us and gave us a heads up. Almost Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, we need a temperature check from IntelliCast. Are they going to come on a bash? (laughs) Yeah. You know, yes, we will come. We will bash you, Elon. Even though he has more money than God. Yeah, again, you know, we joked around that if Prince ever sent us a cease and desist for our show music, or now, um, what's the, who's the group now that we have? Um, I forget at this point. Ramones, I think it's the Ramones. Yeah. Um, if we got a cease and desist from them, that would make my day. Getting a cease and desist from Elon Musk would be frameable, and that would be the highlight of my year. I don't think he would send a cease and desist. He would just put something on Twitter about us. Oh, even better. Or I guess X. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's going to be real hard. I don't know what to call it at this point. Right. Um, should we move on? I think so. Real quick. Yeah. I just added a permanent segment to our. I know. <laughs> Mostly because um, we have a conference. It's so soon now. Next August is right now. And in September, um, we have a conference September 6th through 8th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is the Inside Association North Central chapter. It is going to be awesome. And the latest speaker that we have acquired is um, a multi-time winner of best dressed in the industry. If we had a best smelling category, it would probably be him. But he is undefeated in best dressed. And then it's Raj Manoka. And he is speaking from Sago, who we've talked about a lot about the podcast. He's going to be talking about artificial intelligence. He's awesome. He's engaging. So I'm really excited for him. Um, we have some other cool speakers, too. Um, we have, let's see, Humana, um, and Burke marketing research is going to be speaking about data quality. Um, some other brands are going to be there too. So we'd love to have you. It's at a really awesome hotel, downtown Minneapolis. Think about coming. It's reasonably priced, um, because we had a budget surplus and we lowered the price. So September 6th through 8th in Minneapolis, love to have you. And then Insights Marketing Day, September 20th in Chicago, TMRE, October 23rd through 25th in Denver, CRC, October 31st through November 3rd. It's not officially October 31st through November 3rd. It's officially November 1st through November 3rd. But our chapter is sponsoring a happy hour, Halloween happy hour in downtown Chicago, right near the venue. So if you're going to CRC, come in on Halloween. And I think we're going to partner with the Research Club, by the way. Okay. This is breaking news. Um, Research Club did a happy hour at Quirks, New York, and it was a huge success just a couple weeks ago. And um, so we're probably going to do the same thing and get a lot of people there. It's going to be a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. CRC is an amazing conference in beautiful Chicago. And get there on Halloween, and we'll have probably have a theme and drinks and fun and food and it's um, if you're going to CRC, you can come. If you live in Chicago, you're a researcher, you can come. And more to come on that one. All right. Should we go on some news? I think we should. Okay. First up, Market Vision, company here in Cincinnati, just down yep. the street from us, has announced a dozen new hires, including a new HR generalist and 11 new research assistants. Well, first of all, this is an amazing. It's good to hear because you hear stories of down economy and layoffs and 
So kudos to Market Vision for putting this out there. A dozen, that's a that's a significant amount. I don't care how big your company is. And they're not right. you. Um, so good for them. I know they did all this, by the way. They were short in HR, and they have been for quite a while. And I know that because we partner with Market Vision on the MAP program, which is uh, local Cincinnati companies working together to increase opportunities among minority candidates and starting to look at other colleges and universities, including HBCUs. So um, we partner with Market Vision and Burke Marketing Research and Directions Research, and it's been a lot of fun. I think we've had some successes. Um, and their HR person is on our committee, and she she's always saying that, you know what, we're trying to hire, we're short. And they're hiring all these people while being short of HR, is my point. Really had yeah. a lot of work for them just to hire them. And I know that they've hired a lot of people in the past couple of years uh, during COVID, and I know that, you know, they probably had hard time finding spots for everybody. Um, but yeah, good job for a nice Cincinnati-based company. Good good job. Yeah, well, saying you mentioned economy in that, did you hear news? I think it was announced this morning that the Federal Reserve does not think we are headed towards a recession anymore with all that, all the things that have been going on. They see, they're thinking it's going to be avoided now. You know, I, this is, um, I did not see that, but I think that there's been so many weird things happening. I don't, I don't know. If, I'm not sure if at this point I trust any economist. I think it's hard to predict. <laughs> oh, I, I agree too. It's all over the map. Yeah, there's indicators and lots of people. This is what they do for a living. And but I don't know. I hope they're. I hope they're right. I hope we're I've, through with this. I've seen months ago where you had economists like, I have no idea what's going on. Right. These are saying this is should be happening. Indicators are saying this should be happening, and the opposite's happening. Like, he's, like I don't understand. And yeah, we've had things happen that's never happened before. It's such a weird economy, and you still have the COVID effect, and we're still figuring out work how we're going to work in the future. And then there's the housing market. That's a huge part of this. And, you yeah. know, and then you have volatility and politics. So it's, it's, and then the global market has a big effect on this too. Right. So, uh, I hope mean, the economy turns around. You have, I think the ho- housing is almost market specific. Now it is not kind of nationwide. Yeah. There are pockets that are down and then there's pockets that are like red, red hot. Yeah. I know around here, a lot more of your aging baby boomers and close to retirees are deciding they're not going to like downsize and stuff because they're not, they're not able to afford it because the prices have gone so high. So they're not leaving or moving to a different house, which is causing kind of a trickle down where your new home buyers can't get in because everyone's looking for that kind of size. No one's building that size anymore. Right. It's a whole, it's a whole problem. Like, and it's still a seller's market because there's so little inventory. I love the term that they use inventory on that, but inventory on the market, like houses pop up, at least in the town I live in, they pop up and they're sold in 24 hours. Like it right. doesn't matter what it's priced at. Right. So we went down a little rabbit hole on that. Good job, Market Vision. Next up, Sample Ninja has partnered with Virtual Incentives and plans to integrate them into their platform to allow, quote, effortless delivery of payouts to panels and communities. Seems like Sample Ninja seems to be in the news every few weeks now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting their name out really well. We do have a story with them periodically, very, very often. Um, and you know, They help clients. 
Virtual incentives helps clients to engage consumers using more than 1,400 gift card brands. I didn't know 1,400. Man, that's awesome. They issue $1 billion in payments to 182 countries and in 26 currencies. So that would be, it seems like a good, some good partner for Sample Ninja. So good job. Isn't virtual incentives, I think they are like the biggest gift card type incentive company out there. They must be. There's others. And we've worked with others, but they have a big name. And, you know, I've, I've never had a problem. We don't do a lot of incentives um, mm-hmm. currently. Um, might change soon, but. In a, we, pre- uh, yeah, in a previous life, I actually worked with them. So yeah. when I was a client marketing manager, we had a um, program that was to make clients promoters. And they got to do, it was a whole system. And we worked with them for the fulfillment of the prizes and stuff. Well, Super easy to work with. Well, I love it also because, you know, the, the incentive should be what the respondent or member wants it to be. Right. And so this gives that flexibility, right? If you want to donate to charity, if you want a Home Depot gift card, if you want a Visa gift card, if you want whatever, you have 1,400 options here. That's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. Next up, um, Qualtrics has announced its plans to spend $500 million over the next four years on artificial intelligence. This story comes, it feels like a couple weeks ago, they had completed their sale and they got $500 million in new funding. Now we know what they're spending it on. Yeah. um, First off, I don't know how you get that number. Like, how do you know you're spending $500 million? I think it's a budget line item. Like, all right. We're allotting five hundred million. This is what it's going for in the broad sense, and then they're going to have line items underneath it. Well, I mean, this. All right. Depending how they're using it, and they mentioned some various ways here: um, support agents, more productive, help resolve customer issues faster. Um, they currently use AI to summarize information gathered during a service conversation, so they, they're using a little bit now. Um, I'm hoping that they utilize this to help researchers and help respondents. They can certainly help the respondent experience. They can help researchers design questionnaires. They can help summarize data. They can probably offer data quality best practices. And so out of that 500 million, I hope a chunk of that goes to improving the industry and putting pressure on other platforms to do the same thing. And maybe we can steal their technology, which is what we do in research. I mean, 500 million. And this is gonna this can transform the industry. That's just so much money, right? But you so, know, it's, you know, they're they're in the news with giant numbers every quarter. I feel like something yeah. on Qualtrics in the million to billion dollar range every quarter. Um, I did see something. There was a tool, like a text analysis tool, that just announced they were incorporating generative AI, yeah, into their stuff. I have to imagine some of that. 500 million might be used for acquisition. It's not just going to be home built, yeah. or homegrown stuff. Hey, this is the this is a good text analytics tool with AI built in. I want to pl- I want to bolt this onto our platform. Yeah. Hey, 100 million done. Well, imagine how many you know programmers you could hire. You know, yeah. a lot. That is a lot. You have a whole building full of them easily. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, this is good news, I guess. Yeah. Um, next up, 
FuelCycle has launched a new platform called Research Engine, giving brands access to any audience through dynamic insight communities and global networks. And longtime listeners will know why I put this on here. Yeah. Um, God. The headline is launches audience access engine in quotes. I mean, first off, what an amazing name for like a product, right? <laughs> in research. Yep. So first off, Fuel Cycle gets all the awards of the year for immediately jumping on the opportunity to take the word engine. And they also have Fuel Cycle. So this builds on their brand. This is just genius. You know, you need fuel for an engine, an engine cycle, you know, they, they kind of yep. get together, right? All of this. So fuel cycle, 10 out of 10. You get 10 Lammies on this. That's a new scale I just created just now. Um, taking the name engine, which is just crazy that that name was just floating out there, ready for someone to take. So as I was reading this, it reminded me of a conversation you and I had a couple months ago when the when Big Village, I think it yeah. started when Big Village rebranded to Big Village from Engine Group, but also when they, I think we had the main conversation when there was that bankruptcy component and they were sold. And you and I, you had said specifically, Fuel Cycle should buy the Big Village. Go back to engine because look how we're, look how well fuel cycle engine and that is exactly what I thought here when I read this. You know, earlier in the podcast, I was halfway joking about we are the preeminent name people, not only in market research, perhaps in the U.S. And that you know we called our shot. So if fuel cycle um, heard us talk about that and decided to leverage it. Come on the podcast. Let's hear your story. Even if not, I want to hear your story. You can be on the episode after Elon Musk. Um, brilliant. I'm glad they got the engine with somebody else. Even us. I'm glad Elon yeah. didn't get engine because this fits the fuel cycle so much better. It's perfect. Yep. Man, I'm so happy for them. CEO and president Aaron Jalad. Hope I got that name um, correct. But good job. Man. Next up, in our final story, uh, Panelbase has been acquired by data company Norstat for an undisclosed sum. The deal will strengthen Norstat's presence in Western Europe, as well as expand its UK consumer and B2B network across the continent. As part of the acquisition, Norstat will integrate 370,000 panel members from Panelbase into its UK consumer panel. What do you think? Um, well... I've always been a big fan of panel base. I'm a big fan of in-market panels. Panel base is great. They're small, but they focus on the UK. They're good at it. And so it makes me sad in a way that just yet another local panel being scooped up. Now, Norstat isn't huge. Um, and Norstat is European-based. So this is an inning against Norstat. This is probably a great hire. This is great acquisition for them. Um, but, you know, it makes me sad. A lot of these smaller panels just keep getting acquired. That brand, the panel base is a good brand name. And, yeah. Well, it feels like the European sample market is going through some things right now. Oh, So, yeah. I mean, you have this. What was it? I think two weeks ago, you had GFK have to sell their European panels to YouGov. 
So, I mean, people conducting research in Europe right now are, if they're using some of these panels, they might start to see some data changes here soon. As there's integrations and stuff. Yeah. Panel base has been a very consistent and stable panel forever. Um, They're just good at what they do. And, you know, when when there's an acquisition, there's always going to be changes. And that includes changes to your data. Let's hope it's not too disruptive. Yeah, but by the way, panel base is based in Hexham, Northumberland. I wonder where that is. It's somewhere in Britain. Hexham, Northumberland. I like Britain. Um, Norstat, um, you know, expanding their presence in Western Europe. That's awesome. They're a good company. And so, yes, it's more consolidation in the industry. We talk about this a ton on the podcast, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, one less panel supplier out there. Yep. That rounds out all of our news for this week. Good. <laughs> That's all I have. I have one non-news question for you. Are you watching the Women's World Cup? Um, a little bit. I stepped and watched all of the U.S. match last night against Netherlands. It was a really good match, actually. I don't think the U.S. is going to win it. I think this is a transition year. They, they have kind of this older group still out there, the Megan Rapinos, Alex Morgans of the world. But you have all this young talent, and it's probably hard to decide how to play this, including Dennis Rodman's daughter, who's incredible. I did not realize Dennis Rodman's daughter was on the team. Did not yeah, know that. She's awesome. I follow her on TikTok. She's incredible. I know we have a lot of soccer listeners um, on the podcast. I bet they're watching this, too. I just don't think this is the U.S.'s year. Um, the world is kind of caught up, and that's that's okay. We want the sport to grow globally, right? Vietnam didn't even have a team like 25 years ago. We played them the other night, and now they're a decent team. So that's what you want. You want competition. You want to grow the sport. You want to give opportunities to women in a lot of these countries, right? Mm-hmm. And at the some at some point, you know, they're going to the Brazils of the world and a lot of these soccer traditional countries are going to catch up and start regularly competing and beating us. Um, but you know, the U.S. still obviously has a chance. And they're good. They have a lot of good players. They're talented. They have a couple local Cincinnati girls. And so I always root for them. Um, are you watching? Um, it is normally on a little too late for me. So I try to watch the yeah. highlights in the morning when I get up. Yeah. So it's just kids and stuff. It's a little a little late when it's going on on the other side of the world. So Canada's doing well. Canada has, yep. a, has a really good team. Um I think that they have advanced already. I think they're one of the few teams that have already advanced to the next round. Um, they're really good. Yeah, it. I think – I know the U.S. I think was favored, but I think there's going to be some surprise teams. That would – Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that. Like you've seen some that are setting their records, like their first goal in World Cup play or their first win and that kind of stuff, which is always good to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Canada's actually a good, very good women's team. Um, they've won the Olympics and um, done well in the World Cup before, been in eight consecutive World Cups. And so I know that it's kind of a rivalry with the U.S. I think it is in, with a lot of the sports. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the same – and I'm, I know I'm going to tie this back to hockey, but that's always the same too. It's – there's a parallel between women's soccer and women's hockey. There's a yeah. couple countries that are there. way ahead of everybody. Yeah. But they're starting to catch up. But there's yeah. also the big rivalry, and it's always the U.S. and Canada. And yeah. they're always 
really good games because it's almost when there's tournaments kind of like world cup some of these games are practice almost seem like practice sessions because they know when they meet that's when you get serious and it's going to be tight and it's not going to be i'm not going to say easy but maybe not the skill level is going to be more evenly matched yeah absolutely so and the canadian men's team has um, a couple guys are like the, among the best players in the world. And so the men's team is a huge threat um, to the U S they're not quite as deep, which you'd expect in a much smaller yeah. country. And it's, you know, it's harder to play half the year probably in Canada, but they have a really, really good team. They beat the U S and they have some, I love watching them play because they're so good. I don't know why we're talking about Canada so much, by the way, insights takeover week. Hopefully we got to put that on the calendar. We do. Are we doing the same timeline? Or are we picking a different week? I think we should pick a different week. Okay. Last year, we had the week between Christmas and New Year's because we were all off work, right? Uh, yeah. I was off work. It was hard to do the takeover when, you know, not working. Um, I'd like to pick a different week. And if you have any segments or anything you'd like us to do during Insights Takeover Week, we have a little bit of freedom, not a ton, um, but a little bit, and so we're happy to do something a little bit off the wall maybe that week, um, a little bit, without crossing a line, hopefully. Because I don't want to cross a line, because then I'll be banned from ever doing it. Yeah, then, then there's no more Insights Takeover Week. Right, and this should be somewhat of a benefit to you, because you kind of have, hopefully, I don't know if it's more work for you, but hopefully less work for you. It, it, it's a, a week kind of, all right, we don't have to think about this section, stuff's <laughs> going on. We kind of know what's going to happen. Right. Topics have been approved. Right. But that, right. So. Right. Um, so, you know, be on the lookout for that sometime. I don't know, probably fall, winter-ish. Yeah. Later this year. But thanks for listening, as always. Um, if you have any brand name suggestions, send them to us. We do have people reach out to us with funky brand names. So uh, thanks for listening, and have a great week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.